Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the Marathon Church Podcast. My name is Craig Henson, and I am your host, and I am surrounded today by ministry superstars. Wow. Surrounded. Absolutely surrounded. Where are they? <laughs> I don't see them. <laughs> today, I have uh, Communications Director Kelly Zook with me. Hey, hey, hey. Kids Pastor Casey Callahan. <laughs> Hi. Mine's nothing like hey, hey, You're hey, so hey, much hey, better hey, than hey, I am. And worship pastor Spencer Zook. Yo. <laughs> they are so much cooler. Never know than I am. what to do. We, no, ha- I, we I have we have young and fun people on the podcast today. Hey. Craig, you I are like young that. and fun. You are. R- really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm the fun. definition, I'm man. Fun, <laughs> look it up, and you're next to it the, says in the dictionary. Yeah, right. Young Craig and fun. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that's true at all. But <laughs> we, hey, if you can't tell, we have a lot of fun serving God together here at Marathon yes, Church, mm-hmm. and uh, we got some cool stuff, exciting stuff going on right now. We have an all volunteer training coming up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this before Sunday, May 16th, and you haven't signed up yet, you're one of our volunteers or would like to volunteer at Marathon, please go to our website and sign up for our training. And then, Spencer, we have worship stories, a night of worship and songs coming up on Wednesday the 19th. Wednesday the 19th. Yeah, so if you're listening before the 19th, um, we want you there. All right? It's going to be an amazing night. Um, Marathon worship. The team's going to be there chasing doing some new songs nice. He's rolling out, right, Casey? Absolutely. And we have a guest, um, a special guest f- coming from Orlando, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know how to say his name. Kier. Kier. There Bjorn, we go. Bjorn. Uh, Kier Bjorn. I wasn't going to attempt it and just botch <laughs> it on the, and, and live on the so podcast. So we have two artists that just go by one name. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So. That means they're big, right? They're, right. Yeah. Cher, it's Madonna, Chasen. So. Yeah, I'm, seriously, it's all, and, um, it's all in the same league to me. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a super special night, um, hosted by Mentor Leaders and Cool Orchard Hill Collective. So um, it's going to be awesome, man. You guys should come out and check it out. Worship with us. Hear some stories and songs and um, worship Jesus together. That's what we're doing. Cool. You get more information at marathonchurch.org. And uh, you can also find <laughs> you can also find directions and all that kind of stuff there. Yeah, we've got a Facebook invite, all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. so be on the lookout. Excellent. So something else exciting this past Sunday, Casey started a brand new series for us called "The Grass Is Always Greener," and it was a fantastic message. You did a great job, and uh, there's so much to unpack from it because it's an old cliche, but the grass is always greener is something that we all deal with it's it's an issue that i don't think will ever leave us it'll always be with us right yeah i don't think it's um it's not a message that's like okay here's the cure it is an ongoing thing that every day you're gonna have to remind yourself like i'm gonna choose to follow jesus because we're constantly gonna try to look and and compare ourselves and compare what we have so yeah there's there's not a cure to this except for choosing jesus every day you you started out by asking or with this statement to fill in the blank and I think it got real for everybody in that moment. Like mm-hmm. I, I felt it kind of go quiet in there. Mm-hmm. You said, As soon as I get blank, then I'll have what I want. And you asked us to fill in the blank and honestly, like I need about ten I know. You know, blanks right. there. One is not nearly enough. Yeah. You're like, nah, I still wouldn't be happy. Nope, still wouldn't have it. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of us have several blanks to fill. 
I, I think most of us guys on staff immediately thought about a golf club or golf clubs <laughs> or if I only yes, had a better yes. driver or a better putter or whatever, mm-hmm. it, right. it went there right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, guitar, bigger house, whatever. Right. Know, so. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like you get a bigger house. Well, you need a better yard, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then you need a yard. You need yard, more furniture need to fill to that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you need it's more never money. Ending. To then do you all. need more money yeah. to do that. That's right. That. So you might have to get a better job to be able to do yep. it. It's if a mouse ate a cookie kind of story like it just mm. grows yes. and grows and grows or if you gave a moose a muffin yes either one is or appropriate a pig a pancake <laughs> <laughs> i guess if you just put money or a certain dollar amount in the blank then you'd be good to go then right you just have everything you need and want and... right if i had a million dollars if i had a billion dollars yeah sure. but see like that no right but i think once you get there you'd be like oh man I just need another million. Like, oops, spent it. <laughs> oops. <laughs> oh, man. I lost that million. Well, I mean, you look at even Bill Gates and his wife and yeah. all that they've achieved, all the money that they have, and literally, you know, pioneered a lot of the technology of the world that we live in. And you think, what could they lack? They literally are so powerful and have so much money, and they're going through a divorce right now. So, obviously, as soon as they got power fame it wasn't enough they didn't get what they Mm -hmm. wanted and so i think we see that all the time with celebrities and and the rich and the famous it that doesn't fill you that that doesn't get you what you want i think that's a great point and i think they even thought if we give a bunch to the world right if you know if we do all this charitable work Mm -hmm. like somehow that'll fill it yeah Mm -hmm. that'll do it Mm -hmm. and it, it didn't work out that way for them no it doesn't work out for anybody that yeah. way that's not the answer so we live in this you know kind of crazy culture now and i think maybe this was more literal mm-hmm. back in the day because we didn't know a lot about people's lives back in the day mm-hmm. so we, it literally was your neighbor like if i had mm-hmm. their boat or whatever right but now we do have all these celebrities so it's it's all even magnified mm-hmm. you know if i had that car and and because we, we know so much about their lives now yeah so i think it's even it's even worse now in a lot of ways. I agree. Uh, I mean, the the most you can compare yourself with was your your neighbor or who you went to church with or who was in your right. small community, because that was your worldview, really. And so, you know, if you heard about a movie star, you would think, I wonder, I wonder what life is like for them. But now, literally, you can look up any celebrity you want to and go to their Instagram and see anything that they want you to see about them. You can see their homes and their cars and what they eat for lunch and how they dress their children and they lay it all out there and it's pretty unattainable Mm -hmm. for the masses of our country to be able to live like that but it doesn't stop us from thinking if only what would it be like if i could have that you know i think it's so weird for me too because and i I don't want to get off on a whole culture Mm -hmm. thing necessarily but i saw yesterday where like um j-lo's with ben affleck now Really? Yes. I so, did not know that. Hold oh, on. Breaking, breaking news, news. <laughs> <laughs> She just broke up with A-Rod. Yeah, what like they the just split up, and she's up in Montana with Ben Affleck. And apparently they were together yeah. before, before at some point. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't remember like that. Like in the early 2000s, uh-huh. maybe, or something. And oh, I'm like, a again, here's two people that you think have everything. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they just run from relationship to relationship. And I don't know, maybe in some weird level that people look at us and go wow i wish i had a marriage like that right absolutely so i i think it's it's cross-generational 
Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter how much you have or don't have. I think it's it's something we all fall prey to. Yeah, and I think it's every single facet of our lives. I think that there's, you know, if uh, sometimes I think my kids are, they are so awesome, but man, they can be a handful sometimes. I'm like, what would it be like if my kids were just chill? Like, <laughs> like look at so-and-so's kids that just read, you know, or like have already learned to cross-stitch or something. I'm like, what if the Callahan kids were just sitting around cross-stitching? Wouldn't that be awesome? And, you know, it starts there to how they're dressed, what they eat, what they drive. I mean, it is every facet. I look as a kids pastor. Social media has been great. I can connect with kids pastors across the world. But, man, you know, I get excited. I do a plan like for Mother's Day here. And then I jump on Facebook and it's a million things that I feel like are better than what I'm doing. And so Mm -hmm. I compare myself even professionally like, oh, man, what if Marathon had a kids pastor like that? Wouldn't it be so much better if they had someone that did that? And so it's it's across the board. Every single facet of your life, you can find yourself measuring up and lacking. There are very few times that I look at someone else and say, oh, I got them beat. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm yeah. totally, yeah. I've got them beat. And I always lose. Except at Walmart, I always feel that way. <laughs> oh, my God. You always feel good about yourself. I do need Check a into the easily you Walmart. Need, yes. <laughs> if you need a confidence boost, just walk yeah. through Walmart. Right. But, no, but you think, know what? I might be that one in Walmart that's always yeah. looking at like I got that one beat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I think you touched on it, like the social media thing. It mm-hmm. it puts yeah. it right in front of our face mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. where it's constantly like, hey, look at this, look at this. And it's only the good stuff. Absolutely. So you think they've got it made and you're like, man, if only I had that. But at the end of the day, that's not it. Right. Know? Yeah. It's, Listen, it's Kelly, am I, tell me if I'm the only one that does this, but you take a picture of your daughter do you sometimes move her to have a better background that is oh yeah more what you want your image to be on social yeah. media? I'm like, well, well no, no, not that picture. No, 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 hold on, move, move. Oh, that was yeah. really cute. Do it again, but over here, right? you know, like absolutely. It, we are, it's it's ridiculous, but we all feed into it because I don't want mm-hmm. anyone to see my laundry piled up in the chair right. or to see my dirty dishes or whatever else is real life in the Callahan house. I'm the like, only no, 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 time no. I want them to see that is if I, I follow a lot of influencers right, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that love to be tidy because right. I like that and yeah. I can't always attain it. Right. Um, but if you do like a before and after, like yes. tap to clean. Right. I'll do that. I've done that once. Right. But so but, I would show the nasty if I got it clean. And I kid you not, well, two weeks ago, I took pictures because I was like, I'm going to get it. Let's do it. Didn't get it all done. So I didn't post anything. <laughs> you didn't post anything because no one can know that you didn't get it done. Right. You know? Yeah. Like what if, or you post the before picture and then the after picture, they don't know it's three days later. Right. Well, that's the, that's the other <laughs> right. assumption. It was only dirty for five seconds. Right. Oh, and, yeah. and then it's super mom's like, I got to clean it up right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Those dishes have been in the sink for a minute. You know what I mean? But nobody You just re-ran that. that load of laundry for mm-hmm. the third time. Might be doing that when I get home today from work. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to actually put some in the washer. <laughs> yeah. When you talked about moving that background for the picture, I think that was the biggest response during from, the whole message. Yes. Like people were laughing and, and like, oh, that's me and Uh they were relating i i swear i know people that literally have decorated just one corner of a room (laughs) for pinterest like that this is where we're gonna take this is all my good stuff yeah this is it this is where we're gonna take a picture you never see anything else anything that happens this is always the safe spot to take pictures Mm -hmm. and that's how their home is set up so that there's a fake world that people can look into and see don't see the real one just look at this fake one yeah it's the highlight reel. Yep. 
It is. So the comparison thing is so real, and you made a great statement on Sunday. You said that comparison robs us of life and rarely leads to joy. I said that? You said that. We wrote it down. I know, right? It's right there. It's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. I think I feel guilty whenever I, when I was getting ready for this message because I wish so much of my current life away because I'm waiting for that next stage or that next thing, Mm -hmm. or I don't enjoy my kids at their age they're in right now or our house right now or anything because it's never good enough. So I'm not living life. I'm waiting until everything gets better to live my life. And I don't have joy because I don't appreciate what I have. And so I was definitely convicted as I realized I'm just I'm just waiting for my kids to get to the next stage. I'm just waiting mm-hmm. until we have more money. Why? This is the only life we have. Why are we waiting to have joy and live it? Like yeah. God has a purpose for it right this minute. We need to jump in and and enjoy it. That's a word. That's a <laughs> yeah. word. Thou preach. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I Go ahead. I was just going to say that that that's hits so close to home because mm-hmm. I I relate to all of that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That's all I was going to say. Mm-hmm. No, it's really good. And I, I love the comparison that you drew and the examples you gave us with Saul and David, with mm-hmm. King Saul and David in the Old Testament. And it one of the things that like really hit me in the heart while I was listening on Sunday, because like David's my favorite in the Bible, right? Right. And, and he almost gets a free pass. <laughs> like we're so hard on Saul. Right. right. And... And David, we somehow excuse it, and I right. guess it's because we hear him mentioned in the, in the New Testament and right. being a man after God's own yes. heart, and yeah. you know God doesn't look at the outward appearance; He looks at the heart, all that stuff. And right. he, it's almost like he gets a free pass, and he fell prey to the same thing that Saul did. Absolutely, he was just as guilty, if not worse, because he had the the example of Saul. It literally was trying to kill David, and then David still fell into the same trap and. You know, I don't get to tell the story of David and Bathsheba very much in kids' church. <laughs> right. That's not something. Whenever I talk about that, my like, David wanted something that, that did not belong to him. And just kind of like, I don't yeah. mention this another man's wife. But yeah, I mean, David, David killed a man over it. I mean, people mm-hmm. lost their lives and all because he couldn't keep his eyes on what already belonged to him. He had to have what belonged to someone else. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, Saul... Like we just we see him as this kind of evil, mm-hmm. you know, guy, and and David. And none of us would aspire to be Saul, but right. we would aspire to be David, right. it, despite what he did. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of related it to how we see different people. Mm-hmm. I I find whether it be a celebrity or someone else, I find myself excusing people that I like. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And and being absolutely. hard on people that I don't care for. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think. Saul has always been painted as the bad guy, as the villain that was after David. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and not to excuse Saul at all, but you can understand a person in leadership feeling threatened. And that's that's what it was with him. And to be fair, David did end up becoming king and getting everything that Saul had, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it was just he handled it in just such an unhealthy way. And so you can validate his feelings. Like, absolutely, you can see something special in David. Everyone did. God knew that David yeah. was special. Like you, yes, absolutely. And so it's okay to feel those feelings. It's okay to be like, man, they they do have a nice house. They do like all those are real feelings. You can't say that they don't matter because they're real. But it's how you respond to those. Mm-hmm. And Saul just responded wrong. He just absolutely it became his downfall when it could have been 
one of the greatest, you know, legacies that he ever had was leading David and bringing David in as the next king. I mean, just think about the Bible stories that would have come from that. But instead, he let it just eat him alive and rob him of life. Yeah, I think if if Saul lived now in modern times, he would just take full credit. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he would probably get suicided. Like, David would get suicided somewhere, like, in the back hallway. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The thing that's interesting about both these guys, that in their time and in their culture, you know, they're the wealthiest, most powerful, Mm -hmm. influential people around, and they fell prey to it. Absolutely. I I don't know why we think we would be different. Yeah. You know? Ooh. Ooh. That stepped on my toes. I felt that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And it's true, but, I mean, look at even the celebrities and powerful people of our time. You see them struggle with it. You see them constantly getting cosmetic surgery because as soon as they look good enough to do this mm-hmm. or constantly trying to achieve the next thing, they're still struggling with it. Every single human being True. is struggling with it. I don't know anyone that doesn't. Mm-mm. Yeah. And then you took us to Psalm 23 mm-hmm. and talked about how God wants to take us to, to a green pasture. Um, and again, it's there's so much irony here. Here's David again. Yep saying god's gonna lead me to the green pasture but i guess in the heat of the moment if i could use that term you know he couldn't see it nope yeah he couldn't see it and i was i did some uh researching and craig you might know better than me on exactly when he wrote psalm 23 Mm -hmm. versus when the bathsheba incident happened and it was i think close to the same time but no one has really been able to pinpoint if Mm -hmm. it happened before or after Mm. because i thought that was really interesting Possibly before, because it seems like there's a lot of psalms that he writes that are more sorrowful after that, like right. more guilt-ridden sure. and convicted. Um, so there's a chance that this was maybe written before, which, man, that just scared me to death because I feel like so many times, especially on church staff, you mm-hmm. say one thing and you absolutely believe it with all your heart, but you live something else. Mm-hmm. And that's what David did. David wrote that, I believe, 100% believing it and and calling out to the Lord as his shepherd, but he didn't live it at all. He turned around and did the opposite and didn't trust God to provide greener pastures, and that scared me. I was like, well, yeah. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I proclaim it, but am I living it? Right. Am I acting it out? Yeah, and I think, it, I think that just goes to show that it is a daily choice mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times we think we're doing really well, and mm-hmm. then we think we are living it. Right. But then... You know, you you take your eyes off of them, mm-hmm. and that's when you start slipping into the water, right? Because you're like, "I've got it. I'm good. I'm good." And you know, we talked about that in our life group. We kind of rehashed some of this stuff, and somebody said, "You know, if if you're not actively seeking the Lord, that's when you mm-hmm. you focus so mm-hmm. inward, and you're so you 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 you're just focusing on everything that you have or you don't have, and your discontentment and." trusting yourself to provide things and that's when all of the things happen absolutely like that's that's when the the lusting after Mm -hmm. another man's wife right happens and one of the one of the um in second samuel one of the things that it says is that while david had sent his armies out all the other kings were out with their armies at battle but david was not david had stayed behind and it doesn't say why but it makes me wonder was he just so confident like I don't even have to go out with my armies like mm. look at everything I've done God's on my side he's placed me here I don't even have to go out and fight like I can just send my armies out yeah. I'm just going to stay back and look at what I have and in that moment of like 
confidence in himself, Mm -hmm. he slipped because he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing, which it says at the time he should have been out with his armies on the battlefield. So I don't know. Just so many things in the story of David. Yeah. I mean, you could just go for days and days on just the story of David. I mean, even that leadership moment is so poignant because he had he was such a great leader and he had done such a great job of leading others. Mm -hmm. He didn't militarily. He didn't need to go. Right. He didn't need to be out there leading them. And, you know, he had Joab. I mean, he he had these great generals under him. And and it does make you wonder if he's like, hey, I've done such a great job up to this point. I can just send these guys and they're good to go. It's just on automatic now. I've just got it going on. And then. You know, sometimes when you get so confident, you slip. You know, yeah. you stop relying on God, and you you slip a little bit when you rely on your own power. Right. When you think you're untouchable, that's when. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when things get slippery. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, we see it all the time in our culture. Absolutely. You know, in the leadership realm, absolutely. in in church in world. churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a very scary thing to be in leadership in the church, because. I, I do believe there's a target on you to mm-hmm. make you slip up like that. Sure. And it, lots of times it can feel like success as you're leading up to a moment of failure. And so, you know, all the more reason to rely on God, even when it doesn't seem like you need to, all the more reason to really trust in him because it's it's probably a slippery slope at that point for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder sometimes, too, if David – you know, he stays home because he thinks, you know, ultimately that's how Saul got it. Yeah. He was actually on the battlefield. It's true. Doing yeah. what he was supposed to do. Yeah. And <laughs> see, uh, maybe I'm getting too old for this. Maybe I'll just, just stay home. Yeah. I'll be I'll be safe here. Now, what could happen? That's I'm in right. my palace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bathsheba could happen, David. That's right. <laughs> you know, one of the things that strikes me about David, too, it, and when you read the Psalms, is how broken he was after he mm-hmm. sinned mm-hmm. and you know grace is such an amazing thing yes. but i wonder sometimes if if my sin doesn't break my own heart enough mm. i know it breaks god's heart yeah you know but maybe maybe it doesn't break my own heart as much mm-hmm. as it should and maybe i don't mourn over that as mm-hmm. much as i should because hey forgiveness is free and available it's right there right right just pray and everything will go away it's fine god forgave you yeah i think the key to to true repentance and forgiveness and receiving grace is that that repentance part where you just really are broken and not only are you just sorry for it but you run from it you never want to fall back into that again because you know the heartbreak mm-hmm. and you feel the heartbreak of your father you don't want to be there again and so i think that it's in that turning and fleeing from it and and actively trying to not ever fall into that trap again and david is a beautiful picture of that, I mean, I said on Sunday, we talk about David and say he's just this incredible story and he's a man after God's own heart. But then everyone always says, but he sure messed up. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, he, he had a lot of flaws. But he did paint a picture of how to repent and how to turn sure. from from wicked ways. I mean, he definitely showed his heart in that. And I think that's definitely we're all going to sin. We're, we're not going to be perfect. We're, our eyes are going to drift into other people's yards and we're going to have a sinful heart about it. And I think modeling what David did with that, the the mourning that we have over our sinful nature is is how we get back yeah. into step with with Jesus and following Him. That's really good, honestly, because you know I was just thinking like, even last night when we were with our group, it was it's really easy to talk about it, and it's really easy to sit and and you can be honest, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, I. 
I wish I had that house. I wish I had that X, Y, Z. I wish I had five kids. You know, or right. maybe you don't. I don't no, know. No, don't wish that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's so easy to talk about it and just be so nonchalant about it. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you really, I mean, you just made me think, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we should be repenting of that. Because right. That's that's envy. That's not you know we're not we're not supposed right. to do that and and yeah it's only going to bring destruction to our lives. Absolutely, so yeah. That's that's good. God's such a loving God. No, none of the sins are off limits because He doesn't like them. It's because it hurts us. That's right. why that's He doesn't it. want us yeah. to sin. Mm-hmm. And so it's never. Uh, I mean, just like my kids think I I want them to do things just because I'm mean. I'm just the meanest mom ever. And so sometimes we get that with God, like, oh, you, you know, oh, okay, that was a sin because you don't like it. No, it's because it breaks us and he doesn't want to see us broken. And so I think it's in those moments that you have to just say, God, this hurts and I wish I had it so much, but Mm -hmm. I, I trust that your plan is better. Help me believe that your plan is better. And it's all to protect us because he loves us. It's all out of love. Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, I say it all the time when when you grew up Baptist like I did, it was always just because the Bible says so. Yes. They never told us that, hey, that's not God's best for you. Right. That, mm-hmm. You know, you're you're going to miss God's best if you go this way. Mm-hmm. And we were never really given the real reason that God loves us, wants to protect us, that he has, yeah. he has something better for us, you know. And, it, you know, we try to do that with our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you know what? You can do that. You're not going to lose your salvation. You're still going to go to right. heaven, but that's not God's best for you. Right. And it, it's going to end up hurting you. He's trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. And, but even, you know, as a grown man now, I still have to remind myself God has my best interest at heart at Absolutely. all times. And He does have green pasture for me, and I have to follow Him to it. Right. Mm-hmm. When in kids' ministry, I did a series for several years, and we had four basic truths that we just repeated and it's amazing because now a lot of those kids are teenagers and anytime I talk to them they're like well remember Miss Casey (laughs) God always wants the best for me because that was one of our bottom lines that we Mm -hmm. learned throughout the years like I just picked four things that I wanted them to to move forward with and one of them was that God wants what's best for me and I have to trust that God knows what's best for me I don't need to question him in that he's the creator of everything and he loves me more than anything he knows what's best and he wants what's best. And so that's still something is so funny when the teenagers are struggling with something and I'm talking to them, they're like, well, I know God wants what's best for me. I'm like, that's right. He does. (laughs) It's tough too, because God, God wants what's best for me, not, and what's best for me is not what's best for Craig or Kelly or Casey. And it's so hard not to look over and be like, but Mm -hmm. she's doing this or Mm -hmm. he's doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, what about, you know, I want that too. And mm-hmm. that's the comparison thing that we get. Absolutely. We get trapped in. But God, I want what's best for Spencer yeah. for me. <laughs> right? That's right. Can you Hold bring that over here too? Right. Yeah. My grass? Can I have all that? That's so true. Yeah. Because yeah. what's best for me is going to look way different than yeah. what's best yeah. for anyone else. And so we have to want what's best for us, not yeah. what's best for anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just asking God to give us the desire to want what's best for us and only us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's that, oh, I don't know what the Bible verse is, but he'll give us the desires of our heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
so much of that, you know, when you're a new Christian, you're like, I'm going to get a Lamborghini. I'm going to have a hot husband. Like those oh, are the I desires do. of my heart. Yeah, I got that too. Not a Lamborghini. I didn't. Oh man. <laughs> but you have all these like worldly thoughts. That's the desires of your right. heart. But it's once you get to know him, he changes the desires of your heart. Yes. What would I do with a Lamborghini? I got three kids. Car seats aren't going to fit in that. Like, yeah. you know, and so as you grow closer to him and you become more mature, right. He'll give you the desires of your heart when those desires line up with his heart, with his heart. And so that, you know, it changed. That's a Bible verse that changed meaning over the years of what it actually is. Right. We'll have to Google and see which one that one is. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think this will resonate with Casey, but I think it will resonate with you, Spencer and Kelly as well. But and it's. This is going to be kind of cheesy. I'm just going to tell you, it's going to hey, be kind you're of. The, you're the cheese, the cheese judge, right? Yeah. Cheese Hold on, judge. I don't know whether to be offended that he's like Casey's going to love this. <laughs> it's cheesy. I, I mean, no, and it's probably going to sound like I'm sucking up to our bosses too. But you know what? For me right now, marathon is the green pasture. Mm. I mean, there mm-hmm. was, you know, it was just a couple of years ago that that I didn't even want to think about the possibility of ministry again, mm-hmm. and. um and I, I, I wanted it so bad, but I didn't even dare say it or wish for it or dream for it. And I, and I feel like uh, serving with you guys here at Marathon is my green pasture right now. And so I'm just trying to enjoy it. Yeah, I get that. I totally mm-hmm. get that. I've, I've served in places that have felt like a dry desert compared to yeah. a green pasture. And yeah, I mean, I feel like Brian and Eddie here, the leadership, definitely are like, come lie down mm-hmm. in the green pasture. Like, come rest and what God's doing. Yeah, I, I totally can understand that because it's, it's not always like this working at a church for sure. Yeah, and we're super thankful to have you, man. Absolutely. Well, there's, I'm God's blessed to be here, so. Yeah, God's definitely up to something good, so mm-hmm. it's awesome to be a part of. Yeah, God's doing some crazy good stuff here mm-hmm. at Marathon, and, and you're right, Spence, it's just great to be a part of it. Uh, you guys have any other thoughts from Sunday's message? Anything else you want to add? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I love I love the way we got to end it, you mm-hmm. know, where you read uh, Psalm 23, yeah. and uh, we did a little throwback hymn right? yes. of um, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. Yeah, which yes. was, loved it. It's a good, it's a great song. Mm-hmm. It's always a good song, but um, it was a great moment just at the end of service. I, I love the way that you closed it with, like, yeah. he, you know, you're reading that verse, and He'll he lets us. me rest mm-hmm. in yeah. in green. Yes, in yeah. green. Uh, this says meadows on the sheet. I don't know if that was the version you read. <laughs> I don't think that was my version <laughs> that I read. Green I said pastures. pastures. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It was just so cool. Yeah, that, like, I agree. He, That's he's got something for you. Like he's got green pastures mm-hmm. for you. Right. Um, that are specific for you, and it was it was very personal. So. It's yes. really cool, and we we've, we've talked about heaven a lot um, yeah. around here. We, Craig, you experienced a death close to you, mm-hmm. and we've just we've been talking about heaven around here a lot, a lot yeah. of conversation about it. And it was really something to me when we we talk about how he's preparing a place for us in heaven. But this is saying he has a green pasture for us. We just ha- like he yeah. will lead us to it, and there's just such a promise in that here on earth, mm-hmm. he will give us this this place of rest and peace and joy and comfort and contentment and i think i had been thinking so much about a prepared place in heaven that to see like hold on a second i can have a piece of that here that he's preparing for me and that was a really cool moment yeah Yeah. i did i liked how we ended it and i love it anytime that we can kind of partner together Mm -hmm. spencer's always awesome he's like 
tell me about the message. What's going on? You got anything? Yeah, for sure. Now, last year, we didn't do a throwback to a hymn. We did a throwback to Backstreet Boys on last year's yeah, Mother's Day. Right. Oh, I forgot oh, right. about that. And so, yes. uh, you know, it's always fun to partner that together. This one was a little more, um, you know, glorifying of God. We were doing drive-in. At we were doing drive-in. That's and right. We did yeah. some Backstreet Boys. I mean, it was. The moms. I want it that way. Yes. Yeah. Still appropriate. Still appropriate. <laughs> Still appropriate. <laughs> always good. Yeah. <laughs> our our team works well together. So yes. whether it's Backstreet yes. Boys or hymns, we find a way to, That's to right. make it work. Right. That's right. God can use it all, right? He That's can. right. Mm-hmm. Guys, I appreciate you coming in today. Uh, so much fun to do the podcast with you. And yes. thank all of you for listening. And I would encourage you to subscribe. It'll pop right up in your feed. And uh, you can check us out online, marathonchurch.org. And social media, Facebook at Marathon Powdersville, Twitter and Instagram at Marathon PVL. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.